1: Hello and welcome to The Midpoint. Uh, Today we have another family special and Kenny is back on the podcast. I make this the fourth one, including the prostate special, which we dropped last autumn, which was uh, recounting the story of Kenny having a diagnosis for prostate cancer and then going through having a big operation, his prostate removed, and the months after that. And it really resonated with a lot of people. And we've had so much feedback from people who've said that they've shared it widely and they found it really comforting, even if they'd had their prostate diagnosis or if they were worried about it uh, because of Kenny's honest assessment of the situation and how candid he was. And I think you, Kenny, because he's here alongside me, took an enormous amount of comfort from that, that you felt your experience could help other people. Uh, And then Kenny came back on a couple of times and just chatted general things to his family and life. So today is going to be a mashup of all of that because we are on the anniversary of that operation it's a whole year since kenny had his prostate removed so happy anniversary (laughs) (laughs) i know that sounds a bit strange but but it has been a big year so we'll start off have a little chat about that if it's all right with you and then we'll move on to other some other stuff and before we do you can say in your own words what it's meant to you to have that kind of feedback from people since that episode dropped
2: um i think i before I did the episode, I was very nervous about it because I was thinking about you know opening yourself up to a lot of things, telling everybody about how you feel, and I was quite you know emotional about it, and also quite I was very honest about it. But actually, after doing it now, I feel I feel great for doing it because one, it's probably been quite good for me talking about it personally, and I think a lot of people sometimes keep it to themselves. I, I believe it's good to speak about it, and then also the amount of people that have Connected to me. I mean, just even walking through Waitrose because I go shopping quite a lot, Gabs. I don't know if you know that. Um other supermarkets so, are available. Yeah. But anyway, I was going through Waitrose and might people stop me and say, Would you speak to a friend of like, I give them a number, random people, they phone me up, they have a conversation, talk through my situation, how I felt.
1: And I think it's because a lot of people, sadly, <clears throat> have cancer diagnosis. But there's something intrinsically linked to masculinity and what it means to be a man with regard to the prostate because of the ramifications of removing a prostate, which yeah. can which can cause problems with erectile function. And I think that is why Should people we to, to were very show. surprised about you talking about it. And uh, since the podcast uh, dropped, of course, you do get people kind of obviously come up and they ask you how you are. Your immediate reaction is to, oh, always, is to always talk about erectile function.
2: <laughs> Not quite. Because a, a lot of time you're there than my mates and they're going, all right, you know, how's it on down there? I say, oh, it's fine now. But, uh, but that is, I think, every conversation I've had with a man, when they talk about three ways you can do the um, brachytherapy or the radiotherapy, and when they get down to taking it out, he goes, how, 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 what's your sex life like? And that's the first thing they ask. Um, does it come back how quick does it come back you know that is because a man you know a, a man is used to waking up in the morning with some sometimes you know being a bit aroused and that doesn't happen anymore so I mean, that doesn't happen anymore when you get older anyway but I suppose men you know that they feel quite masculine about knowing that they can get an erection so if that doesn't happen it's I think it can feel a bit. And I think while
1: I while you were building back, let's say, yeah. <laughs> on that front, back to the big time, it did. <laughs> it did. I think affect your sense of identity. I would say, um, especially kind of in the autumn and in winter time, mm-hmm. it did affect your sense of who you were, and maybe it was a whole midlife thing going on at the same time. But you didn't seem yourself for quite a, a few. Yeah, months. I think
2: you you definitely. You know, I think the weird thing about what I had and what other people had, because there's no symptoms and I'm a year on now, I feel exactly the same now as I did before I went in for the operation. So it's weird going for an operation, getting something taken out of you that could kill you, and have no, it's not like you've had a sore knee and it's bothered you for 10 years mm. and got it fixed. But you did feel different in the time
1: post-operation. So if you're saying that you feel the same today as you did the day before you went the operation, then that's progress because you you weren't jolly Kenny for the whole of that period. Although you were positive, you did yeah, have, a you a bit, did have you doubts. Yeah, but you have your
2: minutes, you have your doubts and you maybe don't share all your doubts because sometimes keep keep these things yourself and you don't feel vulnerable and i know you and i speak a lot about stuff and we do speak a lot and and sometimes i'd say to you look i just need time i just need some space or whatever else i need because i was scared of you know, you, you are moving into part of your life where it's a bit different like when you get to 50 things start to happen right mm-hmm prostate, you're getting checks, you're getting blood checks. I went for the cholesterol the other day. I'm going to go for a bowel you went check. For what the other day? Cholesterol check. Oh, cholesterol. Uh, uh,
1: Jesus, say that. I mean, that's almost better than your murder. Say cholesterol again. Cholesterol. He didn't say that.
2: You said cholesterol. Cholesterol. Cholesterol is That's for that. too
1: many deep fried mass bars. I've had some. I've not had a deep fried <laughs> bar. <laughs> Pizza, <laughs> <and> <laughs> mass bar. Pizza. For years. I've had
2: a um, bar. So, uh, man at 50, you feel good. You're feeling really positive. I'm 50 you feel great. But then oh, all these yeah. things popping aches and pains and you, you're not as strong as you were before or you know all these little things so you got an alpha son. you've you can... an alpha son is <laughs> bigger than you when he was 12 um so going forward i'm i definitely look at my health differently mm. uh, i want to go into the, the local gp and get my test done I, th- I think about it more where a year ago didn't think about it at all so I definitely think about my health more. I'm thinking, you know, when you're eating and is that good for you? Is that a bad for you? I'm not being too anal on that, but I mean, definitely. You've I mean, cut down a bit of what you eat, I think. Yeah, really I definitely it? don't eat as much because I, I know that old dad bod's coming along. So Ruben <laughs> says to me, dad, you've got a dad bod. I was like, how dare you say that to me? I was mortified. Um, so da- dad boards dad boots, dad you, bods, do you want to speak properly? dad
1: bods were quite trendy a few years ago. Well, fun. they're not trendy now,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, they? they are. I've missed a yeah, you don't
1: really go in the gym, do you? you I do really... a lot of work outside, though, when I'm, you know, weekends. I know you stuff. do work outside, but you don't. But I've know. got a
2: big challenge coming up, so that's going to be.
1: Oh, actually, talk about your challenge, because I think this is also, it's really I have not announced yet. You want to announce it now? I well, I could announce it now. I think could you announce should announce it now. I might get a row. I think that um, the challenge that you've set yourself physically is really important psychologically as well, because I think that's going to give you a real focus and purpose. Yeah. And you're obviously doing it for somebody who you deeply love and yeah. miss. So do you want to tell us what you're doing?
2: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge for my name's Dory Foundation, which everybody in this podcast will um remember talking about a lot. A good, great friend of mine who passed away in November last year. Last year. And we are going to go for, during the June Rugby World Cup, it's called Kenny Logan's Rugby World Cup challenge. We're going from Murrayfield all the way to Which the Paris, if you don't know is in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. For the game against Scotland, Ireland and the Rugby World Cup. And we're gonna cycle, walk, cycle, walk all the way there, which will take us seven days. Um at the start I thought it was gonna be quite well, not easy, but like but then somebody's done the recce already and said this is hard work. Especially having to well, walk it is pretty the next day. Work, yeah. You're going to join me half. You can't three, run. You can't so I'm do... like Kevin
1: Sinfield. You'd never be able nah, to do a marathon a day. Can't, you can't nah.
2: run because of your back from running. I could walk and cycle 100 miles. Anyway, so that starts in October the 1st, heading from Murrayfield. Uh, we've got the likes of Ali McCoys. Again, somebody's in the midlife near the end of it. We old. need to get Ali on the podcast. Yeah, gotta get Ali If you can get a date if Ellie, get back to text messages. That'd be a miracle. Anyway, he's gonna do, uh, do it. Jimmy Nesbitt's is gonna do it. Jimmy Bamberg a good friend of ours, is gonna do it. Um, Jason Fox is gonna do it, and well, you're gonna do some of it. Kirsty's gonna do some of it. AP McCoy's gonna do some of it. All of these guys, apart from Foxy, all said, "I need a challenge. I'm 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 at that age now. You know, I need to." Get fed. What's your target
1: raising? What do you want to raise?
2: Um we'd like to raise five 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 five.
1: So Doddy's number was five, and it's my name is Doddy. so uh, five mm-hmm. five
2: five. Five five five. So five just pence. over half a million pounds is what you're yes, so to we'd raise. Pay, we'd love fitting. to raise that. So we will have twenty people doing it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm actually I'm getting loads of people texting when I've started training thinking, no, right now I need to start training. I had my back the other week, so that set you back and that Set bit. me back. Um, so yeah. that,
1: I think that psychologically as well is a really important thing. You get to that
2: 50s challenge, I think that's another well, thing. Yeah, and
1: not everybody needs to do, you know, a giant challenge like that, but I think it's about goal setting, isn't it? And because when you set a goal, you then have to get habits in your life. Yeah. And habits are so important. Good habits are so important. So I've got coming up, it's not exactly a challenge, but I've agreed to do a cover shoot for women's health, which oh. is... Um, no, come, hang come on. on. No, this is, I'm not saying it's, it's not a challenge. challenge. No, I never said... I What I'm saying is... Because I, you know, you know, I love exercise and I work out a lot, but that's kind of focused me a bit, kind of thinking, right, I'm going to be really, really healthy And and then you realize the little habits that have crept in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I have a gin and tonic. (laughs) Oh, I have a glass. Actually, you don't need to have a gin and tonic just because you're cooking dinner do you know what i mean like, oh i'm cooking wow. dinner let's celebrate with a gin and tonic so i thought right oh. i'm just going to kind of like and um, be really good and try and eat uh, a little bit more i even have to my... cut out
2: like, the podcast after me doing a challenge walking
1: like no, I'm I'm not, this is what i'm and trying to be. make it more relatable to people because not everybody can go from i'm i'm proud of you doing it but not everybody can do that and sometimes in life what i'm saying is you need a little recharge a little rethink yeah no, and go right okay I'm gonna, you know, personally, I'd love to do a uh, lot. As you know, I love to do open water cold swimming, yeah. and I might, in the winter time, start setting myself right. I'm gonna do 400 meters in the middle of winter instead of 200 meters. It's a know, bit like the
2: cold shows. Well, that's but, habit, you see. It's yeah, I've got habit. a good habit, I like cold showers. I've got to
1: keep you on track in this conversation, Katie, because after the last podcast, um, I'm not going to say the lady's name, but she oh, gave it's... some very important feedback. Yeah. And, I think we've lost um, her. We might have lost her. <laughs> Sorry. She said, she said you were discombobulated. And, she has got um, a good point and she doesn't understand why you're here so i i understand why you're here so i'm going but to keep But that's not you bad on one out message of... You yeah. get a lot of nice ones you do get a lot of, of nice honest. feedback you do get a lot but of nice I like feedback. honest feedback um yeah I we, we even... can take honest feedback because we both did sport and i think um you don't get better <laughs> unless you get a bit of honest feedback so everything is positive you're having blood tests
2: every few months uh, Every 3 months i've got i just had one last week so i get monday i get results i did get At a what show...
1: stage did they say you can no longer get prostate cancer?
2: Well, I need to speak to my consultant about this, Declan, because I spoke to somebody the other day and he'd get his prostate out and he said, the cancer's come back. So it might have been outside his prostate already and they've treated it. So I just, I was a bit worried about that. But obviously you can get different, so you can get other cancers, can't you? It's not just, yeah, it's just but, because of but, prostate. But, but, but once you mean, had your prostate out. It's gone, it should be gone. So yeah. Yeah, I think, um, so For the first years, every three months and then, it's every six months and then it goes to once a year and then it's, I think it's like five years. Right. Like a normal cancer, which you use yeah, in remission. Yeah. But so far, touch wood. So good. Touch wood. Um, but I, I don't, um, I, I still get nervous. Like I know Monday I'll get my test back and I know I need it to be 00.003, but I do still get nervous about it because I'm, But I'm, if, it, if it comes back, it comes back and I've got to deal with it. You know, simple as that. it We'll be good. Um, have I been all right? Well, you have got your times, don't you? <laughs> you, you know, you, you are good, but you are like, you want things to happen immediately, don't you? No, you quite, Is yeah, it? you want things to happen. Well, immediately. from a woman's point of view, obviously, it was quite tough. At, at the time, the when we, when we, like, we could be open, about it's coming. When we first tried to have sex after the, what you call it? Gabby said, Oh, it's not working. That's it. It's not working. It's not, it's not working. I'm like, you didn't give me a chance. And then what actually happened from that, my confidence left rock bottoms, like, Oh my God. Every time I saw in the bedroom, I turned around and walked out. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to give a man a little bit of time, guys. Yeah, okay, well, you've had your time. Jesus, um, back in oh. again.
1: <laughs> um, right, um, touch wood. So, um, touch wood is really an appropriate saying in this instance, mm. isn't it? Um, Grab wood. <laughs> Uh, other stuff, other issues, a couple of things I want to talk <clears> about <throat> today. I read that Greg Wallace um, does this program called something like In The Factory, where he goes around factories and sees how kind of they make stuff. Anyway, he's left the show because apparently he, I read, said things that were inappropriate in The Factory, and he just said, I'm leaving because I just don't know. You know. It felt like he was kind of saying, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, he'd said stuff about weight, apparently. I read this in a column <sighs> in The Times about women's weight there. Um, and he said it was inappropriate banter. Uh, first of all Horrible word Banter Horrible kind of expression Inappropriate Should banter
2: Should we just stop this podcast um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <my> job finished <laughs> Well no
1: This is what I'm talking about Because um, It is horrible, And I kind of it? feel for Greg Because he hasn't really Kind of like Big boss um, fan Greg Great Hasn't really Kind of read the room On this right And I just wonder Kind of you know How men of your generation Right You're You know The kids are always schooling you Obviously about Quite
2: frankly was was shitting myself All the time <laughs>
1: You don't know what to say sometimes, do you? And do you have these conversations behind closed doors with men of your age that you, you, yeah, a you don't bit. know what? Remember to say. the words you used to be able to say. Sentiment, do you mean? Sentiment. Like, Sentiment. Things, Sentiment. You, things, you, would things say. you would say
2: that were okay. Okay, no, they're not okay, which is fine because you. Which is good. Which is good because we definitely do that, but you're definitely out that the age I'm at now, even a bit older, some people just say I just say nothing because they don't want to say they're just scared. It's scared, of, of the scared of saying the scared of saying the wrong thing. And I know sometimes I'll say something that those. You can't say that anymore, Dad. Really? So it's hard because... So what do you think
1: needs to happen? Because obviously Ruben is growing up in a different society, right? And so he will... He's constantly
2: telling me I can't say that.
1: He will say things to you that kind of... And I know you're totally... Without any malice, and you're not kind of you know ever meaning to say anything that's offensive. But Rube will say, "Dad, you know." So he's obviously growing up in a very different environment, right, and a very different, which is good because he plays rugby like you did. And people assume that sports environments are kind of can be quite toxic and things. So it's really good that that he's being brought up. I mean, obviously by me as well. And I, you know, I mean,
2: interesting in this from a sports point of view, like the banter at sports clubs is it's on the edge, on the edge, because there's a lot of banter. It's like being in the playground. I, yeah, night, I said to last night. Yeah, but hang
1: on, is that when your day? Or you don't know that now. No, there's
2: still, there's still, in our day it was pretty, I mean, you, you know, some of the things that was said or done, you probably wouldn't be Would, would be classed as bullying now, do you think? I wouldn't say, but maybe some of it, yeah, it might have been. But we, it was all banter and banter, banter, you know, and that's what, and everybody just So it was a catch-all phrase, off. really, for bad behaviour sometimes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But I, th- I think also, there is an element you've, we've also got to be able to take stuff and, Move on rather than oh you can't do that you've offended me I can't be offended all the time because like we need to be able to have a little bit of banter and, and have you know how do comedians get away with it comedians can say whatever they want well they can't
1: though that's the thing well you have not certainly. been reading what well, you know comedians now are, uh, and as Jimmy Carr says you know he thinks he's probably going to be cancelled for the thing he said years ago you know because he has changed the way he
2: and he's one of those people see that's I, kind of on I the edge. think if you've done things years ago and in, in those days that you got away with it you can't just bring it forward you can't. If everybody else in society yeah, you was can't just discussing bring it forward, because everybody said something that is wrong in the past, right, and then maybe apologized to it to somebody after it, but the, the, that was a lot. you can't just bring it forward. It's what happens now. Because do you
1: worry about things that you might have? Do you ever have flashbacks to kind of like being in the dressing room and saying something, and if it was taken um, out of context? No,
2: because really. I think about
1: this a lot, about especially in the light of you know, obviously the Philip Schofield situation is a completely different thing, but he must have thought you know that that was his past right and it, things come home to roost don't they that yeah. you know and i'm not worried about anything of of course like that but sometimes you think have i ever had a conversation with anybody on set that could have been misconstrued or have i said anything in on talkback ever that, you know, would be deemed to be, you know, I can't think of anything. You probably but, but you do kind of, of get a bit, you do get really a bit cold. I'm <laughs> really I, I do say that on set a lot. But, you know, I think a lot of people, and I'm obviously doing talking about that being in the public eye, but people listening, I'm sure, will have similar kind of conversations with themselves, internal dialogue, where you look back and you think, oh, you know, like even mm-hmm. people like teachers, you know, if you were teaching 25, 30 years ago, if you're in your 50s now and you were teaching in your early 20s, Things you might have said to pupils. But, or... I maybe mean, this is the
2: wrong thing, but I, when you got the belt, now you wouldn't be able to do that. So can I go back to the and say that you should do that? No, give well, this belt. is th- the thing. The point. Did you used to get the belt. I had it once or twice. So people... some the teacher took his belt off and actually hit No, no, they it. had a belt, a massive uh, leather strap, massive leather strap, two inches wide. And then down one end, it just slit six inches up. So when it came down, it went.
1: And the, yeah, and he did that, oh, to your hand. Yeah, my okay. hand. Not my bottle. Oh, I had an image of you. I said, I was just going to, yeah, that's what he did. Jay. No, okay, so <laughs> it's it your for hand. Albums. Well, I didn't get hit by a <laughs> belt, so I don't, what, I don't know I
0: don't know Well, um, you should have stepped out, you know, That it, reminds you me, a so little, nice. little
1: aside, little aside, um, do you remember when we went on our first holiday to Bali and um, <laughs> <laughs> you got really ill? Um, I don't, we're not laughing about him getting ill. We had a lovely week and then suddenly Kenny got this really high temperature and we were in this <laughs> gorgeous hotel. Desperate to go to this beautiful restaurant for dinner. And he said, I just can't. I'm so ill. And he was boiling hot. So I had to call the doctor out. And we were in Bali and the doctor arrived. And I had to do it on my own. And this doctor arrived and he was in a long white coat and he had a brown Gladstone bag. He couldn't have looked more like I'm going to dress up as a doctor. And you were completely naked underneath one sheet because you were so hot you couldn't bear the heat. And he said, I'm going to take your temperature. And you just <laughs> went onto all fours and put your ass in his face. And he just said, I'm going to put this in your mouth. And he meant the thermometer, obviously. And it was the most surreal experience. And this poor guy has got your um. bare bottom in his face. And um, anyway, that's so the an bottom used to that was an aside. Going back to the belt. See, that's like a commercial break That's a little advert. I've had thermometers. Thermometers. <laughs> going back to the belt and corporal punishment and things that went on in the past. I went to see Shirley Valentine with Claudia this week, which was absolutely brilliant. If you get a chance, please go. Can we just Sheridan share? Smith, incredible. One woman show, absolutely amazing. And a couple of things I'd like to say about it. What about ABBA? I mean, I can't, what that, did that see, you're discombobulated again, Kenny. Yeah, no, just, you're going to upset that listener. Some, but no. some of the people like No, that. we will talk ABBA in a second. So in the show, in the in the audience, there were obviously tons of women, around my age and a little bit older because Shirley Valentine's from the 80s and that the film was late 80s and the odd man who's kind of the partner of the woman. And I really, I felt I really loved them being there because it's, it's quite strong on what she thinks about men and how men have disappointed her Mm -mm. and women in midlife having kind of, you know, big revelations about whether they want to be with the man they're with. And, and I kind of really felt for all these men sitting there and they didn't look, you know, too comfortable because some of the conversations that she has, the inner monologues that she delivers, you know, would be quite uncomfortable, I imagine, for a man to, to listen to if you weren't completely secure in your relationship. But I kind of loved these men for being there all the more. The other thing about this show, which I recommend massively, man, woman, child, whoever you are, it was so authentic to the 80s. You would have loved it because you're a bit of an 80s fan, right? So not just the music. so the chat. But the chat, yeah. So the things. So what sort of things was she? She just said things that I thought. I wonder if you'd get away with that in a in a modern Willie Russell. I'm pretty sure has written this. If you would get away with those things now, if you're writing a modern play, you know, set in 2023, and um, not not you know terrible things, but just ever so slightly of its time, but also the set, even down to the mugs and the fairy liquid bottle. And do you remember those things that tea towels used to get pushed into little round circles? Yeah, yes. You stick them on your own... used to stick them on the side of your worktop. Yeah. Terrible. And she was prying, she was frying chips in a chip pan and it was so 80s. It was brilliant. Does she have the a furniture, fire? the clothes, the shoes. Uh, no, it was a modern chicken. Your still uses a chip. He certainly does. And it was just brilliant. And uh, you would have really enjoyed it. I wonder what you'd have thought of what she was you know saying because she was obviously in a very disappointing marriage you know and she I don't know if you remember the film or if you ever watched the film at the time but no. um, she talks to a wall in her kitchen a lot um, and how <sighs> she feels i use a mirror <laughs> She talks to a wall and then she goes to a Greek island where she she kind of has a fling with this guy and she then talks to a rock because the wall's not there so she has a rock to talk to and it's Steve's. about and it's a, it is a proper See, now you'd have a mobile phone to speak someday. Yeah, you would. You would. Um, I would go on chat now. But it really Sheridan Smith is genius and it is really, really brilliant so I um I didn't take you because I did feel it was a woman's night out rather than mm, being that's okay. But you just um, said I'd loved it. After, with hindsight I looked around at the various men who were there and I could So I'm going to be a good one of my mates. I'd like to see you go yeah, with them, that and, amount, uh, like, and, then, and then go and Scripps. have go and have a proper discussion about it afterwards. Yeah.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well.
1: ABBA, we ABBA. went we were oh. so lucky to go to the year uh, anniversary show of tying in with the year of your prostate. Let's just, it's tied, it's, it's all amazing. about anniversary. the um, anniversary of ABBA Voyage, which is on in a, a kind of purpose-built theatre in Pudding Lane near the Olympic Stadium in London. And it's, it's a hologram show, if you haven't heard about it. And I wasn't sure how you could go and enjoy a hologram. Wow. I was blown away.
2: I, I generally thought the holograms, you know, you go to the airport. Mm. and you see Lugerman, if you turn to the right Terminal 2 is here and Terminal 4 is here mm. and, it, and I thought it was going to be a bit like that just I mean if Harry Styles was performing and said this is a live show with Harry Styles you'd actually believe that he was on stage and it's real I, th- I think you're using him as an example because Abbott are now older. Yeah, that's my right. Point. Okay. Yeah, I um, knew you would
1: get it. Um, <laughs> and but they were there. That was the other surreal thing. And Frida like- and Benny and Bjorn were just in front of us watching it, which was but even like
2: their faces. There wasn't like um, filters on it to make it look really smooth. No, you could see the detail of their eyes. Yeah, and the fact and that the they're little wrinkles. And do you know what I
1: loved? They like you know this is like seventies. They hadn't had their teeth perfectly kind of you know done in. I wasn't like,
2: looking in that much detail. No, know. I was
1: like they were so they were then. It was brilliant and the music. Amazing oh,
2: outfits were amazing.
1: Outfits were incredible. It really was a
2: joyous. Um, it's a bit scary, wasn't it? What to think? What can happen? Yeah. Somebody, well, I was thinking you could, you know, you your could glow- die. And still be on TV. Well, also you could still be
1: playing rugby. I mean, you know, but we, that'd could, be,
2: that'd be, oh, <laughs> we could go
1: and watch you play. You could do a hologram of you the bench. doing a sporting event. And a, that'd be um, no, what can happen? Uh, I mean, and actually, Andrew Ridgely was there, as in Andrew Ridgeley Wham. And I thought, my goodness, I would definitely go to watch a Wham hologram show. Um, he loves his cycling. Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. All oh, right, another non sequitur. Unbelievable! You see how fit he is. He was cycling 160 kilometers. Yeah. Next day. The next day, and a he glass cyg- of champagne. And he cycled 120 that day, didn't he? Yeah, he's but he
2: looks. Yeah, great. he looks like he a cyclist. Looks he looks great. Yeah,
1: he does. He looks very, very fit. I don't know how old he is. But Did that inspire you?
2: Yeah, I've, mate, he must be about. He's a bit older than us, I think. Kgs.
1: So just just going back slightly with regard to modern language and how to speak. Uh, you're very, very respectful of women, though. You are, and you're totally. also very um, liberal about lifestyles. And you have, you know, kind
2: of, you know, everybody each to their
1: own kind of... You've got to water. learn to
2: change, too. You've got to be able to... And I quite like change. Change is good, you know, in business or whatever in life. You know, sometimes you're playing really well. When I was playing rugby, then suddenly you're out of favour. You've got to change your attitude. You've got to change the way you play. So change is good. And I think as you get older... Like I look, like, I look at my mum. who's ninety two. She just like she'll panic. It's just you know, she'll say something now you can't really say that. Oh, that's why I used to be able to, say. you know. And it's it must be really hard for an older person to change to change, or an older person to well, that's what they've known all their life. So we have to, and I think maybe the younger generation that there's more change because there's a lot there's a lot of change in their lives, yeah, uh, with, with social, social media, media and, and technology, th- technology, yeah. and the way that. You know, look how our children are now and look at we...
1: Well, when we our have children were born, and they're, and they're only 18 next month, right? When our children were born, they, there was no such thing as an electric car. There was no such thing as a self-driving car. I mean, just look at the change that's happened in their... There was, there was
2: a phone called a Nokia 6310. And my what goodness, did we love that? You could throw that at the wall <laughs> and come back. It was a great phone. So I think um,
1: your relationship, though, with Ruben... Um, who will be appearing on the podcast soon by popular demand. He's um, on last he's desperate, for a reason. He's desperate to come on. Um, your relationship with him is interesting to observe as well in the last year as he's matured and how he kind of brings you the changes, you know, that introduces you to kind of, you know, like things that you should say, things that you should, but at the same time, as he's also, I think, picked up from you a real respect for women, you know, he's, yeah, definitely. and and probably me living in the house, you know, kind of that he does. And you
2: shouting at him and him to be a <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: but no, it's interesting that kind of father son, like how, you know, you see people say, oh, well, kids get all their, um, you know, they learn from their parents, but actually I think you learn from each other, don't you? Mm. In um, in t- the, When it's the teenage
2: years. So last night we were moving on again, but last night we were going to see physio, Kevin, and we were there a bit We early, being so you and Reuben. Me and Ruben. So we drove around London, drove around Buckingham Palace, down the Mall. Uh, every we, we went round by and he started telling me all the statues. I mean I had no clue. Cause, you know, he's, he's a historian. He's a historian. He? And he was he's good, Dad, you you, you just I like,
1: say he's a historian, he's a seventeen-year-old school boy. Yeah. What I mean is he does he history A level. He loves yeah. it. Yeah. That sounded really grand, sorry yeah. about that. No,
2: he's not. <laughs> and it was a really nice he was telling me all the history. And I'd like, look at this, this is wasn't and you obviously knew a church and um, all the different You know statues. who actually is, Ken. it's a wagging dog on the yeah, back of a exactly. car. <laughs> is, is that the real truth? No, <laughs> but the point is, he was, I just loved him telling me about the history of Britain and what's happened and he says, I know you won't know it, does? because it's, 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 I'm in it at the moment, I'm right in the situation and he loved it, it was really nice, just, we just it was, one it was really quiet and it was fun and then he starts getting national anthems out on singing th- the French, the Irish, sung the English for a wee while not for long, with the Scottish. It, but it was really quite, it's a nice moment to spend time with them. And you do learn, and I think you've got to be like that, you've got to learn from them. Because you think they're not learning from you, but they actually are. Hmm. But they want to know that you're learning from them. Do hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. That we we know that things are
1: going in, right? You can hear stuff coming back to you sometimes that you've to- told them and you've said. But, you know, whether it's morals or values, but also, you're right, to let them... Feel and know that you're also learning from them. I think mm. probably is, and that's an open uh, lines of communication. Do you feel like because he's now got a few weeks left before he goes off to Northampton and moves <sighs> out? Do you feel like you're almost just like you're just cramming as much of him as you can, getting kind of as much? Mm. or oh, you're
2: you a bit teary. No, I just it's going to be hard because you like he's been with me for 17 years, and like. You've, you've started off breastfeeding them. Not <laughs> no, me, no, not again, me. I yeah. You've started <laughs> off, I'm just saying you've started off breastfeeding
1: them. Yeah, but you say you normally when you're talking about
2: yourself. Well, I tried it, I'm <laughs> joking. But you know, when you meet the twins they're like up in the middle of the night and now he's, you can't carry him anymore because he's so heavy, but he's now drifting off. I suppose that again, that's going through change. He's gonna. I said to him last night, what are you looking forward to? So I just can't wait to, I said, I can't wait to start training and... I said, what are you nervous about? He just went, nothing. I went, what about doing your own motion? What about tidying up? I said, I can do all that. I went, but you don't do it here. He went, yeah, but I can do it. I've seen it. I can do all that. So it'll be interesting how he gets on and how he how he sort of grows and with us not being there. But there's other people to guide him now. There's other sportsmen. There's other coaches and other people he'll meet in his journey. Not like you and I had, I mean, I don't look back and go, my mum and dad guided me all the way. I look back in my cousin and, and I moved down to London, different people, different players and different...
1: Influencers. Influencers.
2: So he's going through that period now and you've got to let him go. We're going into a change that we're losing one of our children to moving out. Lois will be here in another year. She'll move out. Then don't say loo- losing. Not Let's losing, say, but moving. Moving, moving, out, yeah. moving out. Not losing, but moving out. So He's going to come home at weekends. It is, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be different. And I, I, I said, will you phone me every day? I went, no, I probably won't phone you every day." I said, why not? He said, because we don't do that now when I go away for a couple of days. I said, but you do need to communicate with me, because I do want to speak to you. He said, do you phone your mum every day? I went, I used to, when I first left. I said, well, I want to be twice a week now. I said, but still, you, you need to phone me, phone your mum, because it's important for us to... know you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you brushed your teeth? He's only down the
1: road. Um, yeah. So, Kenneth, um, I've tried to keep you on. Kenneth. My mum calls me Kenneth. I know, yeah. I do sometimes. No, you don't. Ken don't dog. call me Kenneth. Ken Dog. Ken Dog's fine, but Kenneth Kendo not. Nagasaki. That's, Ken what, Nagasaki. That's, what, that's what cousin John calls you. Yeah. We've uh, we've got a big few weeks coming up, as we mentioned, with obviously Ruben moving out and obviously... Finishing A-levels. Finishing A-levels. Big landmark birthday this year for me. 50, we haven't discussed that because you, um, since we were on the podcast, you, we have, I've had my 50th. Yeah. And, Still going, by the way. And one of my uh, gifts from you and the kids was maverick a oh, puppy One legend um who is fitted right in here i mean just uh, better than i could have imagined yeah. and he is
2: an absolute dream Touchwood, he hasn't peed in any carpets because oh don't say that why'd you
1: say that he hasn't <laughs> no. yet he's been amazing and he's um he's a toilet he's really good <laughs> he's he's um he's a good character and he's so far, so good. I'm going straight off here today to a puppy training class, my second one of six that I'm going to. And he doesn't seem to realise uh, when we're at the puppy class that, um, <laughs> the, it's you know, fun time. <laughs> I have a reputation here, Maverick. We've got, a... yeah, he's having a great time there. All the other puppies look like they're really already trained. But did you subconsciously do this or was it a deliberate thing to kind of try and fill the
2: nest? Oh, well, that's a good point. The point of the puppy was... Every time we saw a uh, standard poodle, you go, oh, that's a puppy I want. And I always used to look at poodles as being this... Like, I used to look at poodles from, like, the dog show, what do you call it? Crofts. Crofts, yeah. Oh I used gosh. to look at crofts and see these big poodles, these big balls and their tails and stuff like that. I just couldn't see a poodle being in a But house. you've
1: seen the pictures of poodles that I had yeah, a Yeah, but just anyway.
2: And I didn't think they were that nice. But we're talking about presents and, like, what can we buy, Mum? Because, like, you know, what would you buy, Mum? And we're talking about, let's get a dog. And like, that's not and then Lois came through with this picture of a poodle. We went, right, let's go. And within 24 hours... Yeah, but we were why a dog? It was like, you know, we didn't... And um, Because our older dogs, uh, Milo, is getting a bit old. And I'm thinking the middle dog, uh, Maggie, all the M's, Maggie would be devastated if Milo wasn't around. So I thought, we'll get another one. And Milo might have a little lift. And he has a little lift. He's 12, quite old for a boxer. And I think we can handle three dogs. And you love every time and that week of your birthday, you saw one, you went, That's the dog I want. I won't wait to Tuesday, you're gonna get that dog. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I can't
1: believe that because I did not think I was getting a puppy. As soon as I saw
2: you a, say that, I thought we saw and a then,
1: black standard poodle. We were driving along and I said, Look at that dog, that is my dream dog. And
2: little did I know Maverick had already been reserved as our mm. next dog. But dogs are good for families. I really I've lived dogs all my life, so I like dogs. And I like having animals around. And you know, you like, you've like you had dogs not as... You didn't know, have two dogs, did you? We always had dogs when I was Yeah, there, did you? Yeah. Right, so um, I think the dog's been a good addition. Yeah. But, did you,
1: but now you think about that kind of like the nest, filling maybe, the nest.
2: Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I, I, I did it through purely... I didn't think about it, it just happened. I wasn't thinking about the nest thing, but maybe... Subconsciously. Yeah, subconsciously, it was in there. But
1: it's supposed to be my dog, and everybody just like wants it to be their dog. So Yeah, um, Lois is... Lo- Lois is trying to make it her dog. Um, but fair
2: dues no, to Ribbon. Ribbon really goes straight... He goes Stogies. to the other two.
1: Big Milo is his favourite, isn't he? Yeah. He loves yeah. Milo. Which is good, because Milo doesn't demand a lot of attention. No. Unlike you. And um, you. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I'm not needy. If I, if we were dividing our, us up in our dogs, oh,
2: I am oh. not Maggie. Ask Lois and Ribbon that.
1: What say I'm needy they
2: are not needy But you're like, you know You want things done immediately Yeah that's not attention That's a different thing What, what is, is it bossy You see bossy is just a word That people use to give uh, Certain
1: yeah, women a put down um, I'm not putting you down, I'm not putting <laughs> down. It's a fact um, Can but, I say that But bossy yeah. is But bossy sounds like. No you're not bossy
2: Demanding No that's wrong No demanding's not, fine Demanding I'm happy to be demanding you're Demanding <laughs> You want things done You want it done now. But that's not I don't mind that It's fine Sometimes you need that. But just going to say something, getting back to the conversation right at the start. Um, I went through a phase and I started taking some... um, I was feeling a bit low, like energy level and a bit lacking a bit of drive a little bit, lacking a little bit of, just a little bit of go (laughs) and go. And I was listening to Russell Brand. He was actually promoting a product, a product to help boost your energy and alertness and brain fog. And I think I did a little bit of brain fog. And again, a 50-year-old man, we do go through that little bit of mm-hmm. and I do need to and that's why the challenge is good And do you for feel me. it's helped you? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I do believe the challenge um for me, because I do need to get back in the gym and I do need to get moving a bit more and get the heart rate up because I'm not in bad shape. I just I, I need that mentally for yeah. my head. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And even just going we did a sixty mile walk a couple of weeks ago, just a bit of preparation and i felt really good for it you know just even just getting out for a walk I and mean, i know that people say i haven't got time but men or women just go off the tube a bit earlier or just say that right, i'm gonna and even just walking after dinner we used to do that mm. as a rugby player we used to say right, after dinner i sent to ruben last night after dinner I'd go for a 20 minute walk what's that gonna do i said just Get your But that's what we talked about that's this little, before. I mean, the, this is what um, like the Victorians did. They walked after dinner and it
1: actually really helps you, um, your digestion. Mm. That's what it's for. Actually. Is it? Yeah. We should do um, one of that. know. Uh, we started doing that in lockdown, didn't we? we go for a post in a walk. Yeah, we should one of that.
2: But, um, it's but also now... quite good because you come back and it's a bit refreshed, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you... I know it sounds weird, but you go no, yeah. Bed. Refreshed into the evening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. yeah. I right. don't know why, but. um It's finished. I don't know. I do know why it's finished because we run out of time. Right. No, I,
2: Sky I, guy coming ten thirty.
1: Can we go through all your domestic things that you've got to do today? That's only one thing I do. So okay, that All right. Forty-five um, things. You given me in the list. <laughs> I haven't given you a list for ages. If you want a list, I've I got don't. That. I don't want a list. Okay, I don't want a list. all right. I've got a few things just that uh, maybe just I'll just the best way to get Kenny to do anything is I email you the list.
2: Or you say I'm threatening to bring somebody in to fix it. Yeah, if
1: I threaten to bring a man in. <laughs>
2: You don't
1: bring a man in, <laughs> If I say that's broken, it's been broken for ages, I'm going to get a man in. Two days later, it's fixed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my top tip for a happy marriage. <laughs> um, Kenny, thank you very much for coming on The Midpoint, giving an update to everything to do with... This is probably it now, isn't it? The prostate cancer.
2: What do you this mean? You won't me come finished. on again? Well, what you think about this it? This is me finished. <laughs> what do you think of I've done this sort of kid stuff. I've done the nest thing. I've done the sort of 50. I've done the prostate. I'm now a year in... Okay, well, maybe we'll get you back on the week of the challenge and we'll talk to Ali and other people. Yeah, we could get some um, people on the
1: t- I can have a chat with a few more midlife men and compare yeah. experiences. Jimmy Nesbitt? Well, on? I mean, I do have midlife men on the Has AP McCoy been on? No, all of these guys haven't been on. They're all your Jimmy. mates
2: Jimmy? Yeah, I've told them to keep well away from it. <laughs> <laughs> so she phoned you, just say, yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll get back to you. Uh, Jimmy was supposed to come on. He will come on, I know he will. Maybe we'll have you on together. They've
1: got a little WhatsApp group where they make each other laugh. Uh, (laughs) um thank you kenny it's been good having you on and if you want to know anything more about uh, prostate cancer or anything to do with that we'll put some uh, resources in the biog here in terms of places to go things to to read but also i would uh, point you back to the episode of the midpoint where kenny was really very honest and very open about his prostate cancer and the diagnosis and then the operation uh, which was a great episode i think and you've had a lot of really lovely feedback on so thank you so much once again for coming again. on the midpoint kenny have a great day we'll see you soon